Coming up on the Keto Cam Podcast, we have wellness expert and founder of Bioemotional Healing, Ashley DeLillo. my body was so close like to the edge that truly the only thing keeping me sometimes was my mind like my will to live and to not give up and find answers and solutions and to believe that with time and the right tools and medicine and, and nutrition and supplements and everything that I could give my body a fighting chance I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Campers. I'm excited to share Ashley with you. She has such a powerful story. If you are dealing with chronic pain or you know somebody who's dealing with chronic pain, this is a must listen. Ashley's gonna explain why she did not accept the opinion of the doctors who said, you can never walk again, you can never dance again, you can never do this again. Instead, she put her faith in this amazing body we have that wants to heal, that wants to thrive. And she's gonna explain what she had to go through in her teenage years, into her adulthood, and what she's dealing with now, and why the body wants to heal, and how hate and resentment, and having hateful thoughts, and having hate for your body is so destructive. And then she's gonna explain the opposite of that, which is love and gratitude, how you could actually heal the body. She's gonna share how the mind essentially tricks us and we're designed for survival. We're designed not really in for this day and age, but we're hardwired for the old school. And she's gonna share some really powerful techniques. I hope you have a pen and paper ready and your fatty keto cup of coffee ready because she's gonna drop so many nuggets for you after she shares her story. And she's doing some really amazing work. Uh, one of them is a program called Bioemotional Healing and she's gonna share all about that. She's gonna share how you could unleash the secret power in your mind to break free from emotional trauma, physical pain, and self-doubt. I'm somebody who in the past has dealt with so much self-doubt, self-limiting beliefs, and I've done a lot of work, and I can tell you that a lot of what Ashley shared on this episode is a lot of the work that I did. And it took me years and years and years to do this work on myself. And if I had an episode like this to listen to back then, it would have been a shortcut for me. It would have been a game changer. So that's what I want this episode to be. For you if you're dealing with any kind of emotional trauma or physical pain or any kind of self-limiting beliefs please pay close attention to this episode with ashley and before i bring her on i want to let you know that this episode of the keto camp podcast is sponsored by my favorite keto oil which is olive oil but it has to be the right olive oil most of the olive oil you have in your grocery store has been sitting on the shelf for i don't know how long and also the transportation before I even got there and it's a process and time and light and other factors are negative factors to olive oil, meaning it's gonna lose its quality. 
And here's how you know if it's a good one or not. Take a tablespoon of your olive oil, drink it. If it goes down smooth, it does not burn the throat, it does not make your tongue fuzzy, then that is a red flag. That means it is um, not one of the good ones. But if it does make your throat burn, makes your tongue fuzzy, and potentially makes you cough, that's a good sign. It means it's one of the good ones loaded in polyphenols, antioxidants, which helps reduce inflammation in the body. And that's why I love fresh pressed olive oil club because every time I try it, you better be sure it burns the throat, even makes me cough sometimes. It is loaded in polyphenols. I use it for cooking, my keto rich meals. I use it for salad dressings and dips. Uh, heck, I just use it during a fast if I want to get through a fast when I'm feeling hungry. It is amazing. And we worked out a deal for keto campers to get a $39 bottle of the fresh pressed olive oil club for one buck. If you head over to ketocampoliveoil.com, that camp with the K, ketocampoliveoil.com, you could claim that $39 bottle for a buck. Hey, keto campers, I want to thank you so much for choosing this podcast. Out of all the podcasts out there, out of all the things you could be doing right now, you're with me. You're going to be with Ashley soon, and I'm so grateful for that. Take a screenshot of this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast and then post it on Instagram. Shoot me a tag. Shoot Ashley a tag as well. My Instagram handle is at TheBenazadi. That is T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I. And Ashley is just her full name, Ashley DeLillo. Uh, tag us. I'll be sure to see it and share it on my story. That would be awesome if you did that today. And please leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes. It really makes a big difference for the show. Okay, let's get into this interview with the amazing Ashley DeLillo. Ashley DeLillo is a wellness expert, mother, wife, professional dancer from Broadway and TV shows like So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars. At the age of 13, she was suddenly faced with a life-threatening illness that led to years of chronic pain, a broken metabolism, rapid weight gain, and a destructive relationship with her body and food. Ashley teaches her clients self-love, body coaching, how to reverse and deal with chronic pain and illness. And she does coaching and she does an amazing job for them. So let's bring Ashley onto the show. Ashley, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, honestly. I, I love what you're doing and the community you've built. So thank you for having me. Likewise, yeah, it's my pleasure. And I, and I really wanna talk about all the cool things you're doing. You're doing amazing work for so many people that it's so needed out there because a lot of the stuff that I've seen out there, it's just not getting to the cause, to the root of why people are hurting. And I love the work that you're doing. And we'll talk all about that. But before we do, share your story. You've got an amazing story. So please, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it started very early in my life. Um, so I'm a, I'm a professional ballroom dancer. I started dancing at the age of three, like five hours a day at the age of seven, which now as an adult, I'm like, can't wrap my head around that. Um, Cause I have a five-year-old now and I, I just can't believe, but I just was so driven by a passion to do it. And literally one day I went from dancing five hours a day to waking up and having pain and every joint and muscle in my body hardly being able to move, 103 degree temperature, just like that, was literally fine the night before. And this was the beginning of four and a half years of fighting for my life. Um, and literally living between life and death, like on the edge of that for all those years. Um, I was a mystery patient. And this was quite a long time ago. So even our understanding of natural medicine and functional medicine 
it was all kind of like voodoo, you know, it was, it wasn't really understood or near as accessible as it is today. So my family, we went all over the country, top hospitals, every specialist, and essentially I was sent home to die. Um, they did every test scan known to man. They knew that I had some un undiagnosable rare virus, but they couldn't figure out what it was. I mean, so it was clear my body was dying. It was shutting down, but they didn't know how to treat it. Um, I'll never forget probably one of the most impactful days for me and really a defining moment in my life was I had this doctor come in and it was in one of those like really stark white rooms. Um, you know, that's like, feels very sterile and cold. And I remember cause he came in with this heaviness and he, you know, rolled that stool that they all have right next to the bed. And he took this big, deep, heavy breath. And he looked at me and he said, you need to accept that you're not going to live past your teenage years. I mean, I was, I was 13 at the time wow. and he didn't even stop there, which is the crazy thing. He said, you're never going to dance again. You're never going to live a normal life. You're never going to get married. And the sooner that you accept this, the easier it's going to be to come to terms with your reality. And I mean, I'm 13 years old. Right. And he's the expert. He's the adult. And I can feel how sick I am. Right. And I remember feeling so overwhelmed. I mean, how, what do you do with that? Right. And I, I remember looking down and, and I was blessed with an incredible mother that shaped me. And before she could say what she would say, I remember taking this deep breath and knowing that I had a decision right then to make. Right. And I just looked up at him and I said, I'm not going to accept this. And that just became the moment. Not that there weren't some really hard moments. I'm not wanting to give up, but I was just like, I'm going to fight. And even if I do die, I'm going to go out fighting like hell to live. Right. I'm not, it's even then it somehow I understood that if I had accepted that in my brain, in my biology, in my body, like it didn't even matter what treatments I had done. Like I was, I was toast. Right. And I knew my body was so sick and shutting down. I mean, I was losing hair. I was yellow from my liver shutting down. I mean, I had days that I couldn't even talk because it took too much energy, like, or even hold a book or lift a finger. I remember telling to my mom, like how, I don't even know how I'm breathing because it would take too much energy. My body would ache with fatigue to lay still. And I knew that my body was so close, like to the edge, that truly the only thing keeping me sometimes was my mind, like my will to live and to not give up and find answers and solutions and to believe that with time and the right tools and medicine and, and nutrition and supplements and everything that I could give my body a fighting chance, you know, to beat this virus. And then they found out later a rare parasitic infection on top of that. Like it, that was the moment though. I always came back to, um, was when I made that decision. I think that's really important for each of our lives, right? Like not that you don't have to remake it every day, but decide with like such conviction that there's no going back.
you know? Um, so it was a long journey, long story short, it took four and a half years to just literally get out of being on the threat of death. Um, and it was such a gradual recovery of being able to walk from my bed to the bathroom to being able to walk a few houses down you know around the block um i grew up in utah so we'd go walk the mall um because the winter it's so cold and just gauge you know slowly building up strength um it was a miracle and it really taught me that the, the body is unbelievable both on the scary side but also on the remarkable miraculous side and how crucial that mind-body connection is because they have to work cohesively right it's like you hear all the time you can take all the right supplements eat the right food but if you're feeding crap into your mind and living and dwelling in disempowering emotions all the time then your body's hitting up against a wall where's it supposed to go right and vice versa you can't just say empowering thoughts and feed your body crap, right? It's, they work together and there's such a intricate connection. Um, and I'm going to talk about that more, but I'll just kind of finish out my story. So yeah. I overcame that. It was such a slow process. My body had been through so much. I tried to go back to dancing and I just got like injuries, injuries, because I was really sick through my adolescence, which is such an important time for your body to develop. Um, and all of that strengthening that happens as you grow up. Um, so I had all these injuries. So really I was out of dance for over six years before I came back. Um, and was able at that point, which we'll also touch on with the mind, just to become, um, ballroom dancers are competitive. I became a nationally ranked ballroom com um, competitor, married my husband, who's also a dancer, and we were on So You Think You Can Dance, competed against each other, but both went to the finals. And that opened up doors. We headlined a Broadway show here and on the West End in London. We were so blessed to perform in 45 countries all over the world um, and do film and TV in LA. And this after, I don't even want to count how many people told me I would never dance again. You know, even after my illness, I had a back injury, things where there's like, your body can't endure those rigors. And on So You Think You Can Dance, we were dancing up to 15 hours a day wow. at that point. Um, so we had an amazing, everything some, I was told I'd never do. So not just living, but truly getting to an elite level as an athlete and my body being able to handle that, especially after being gone for all those years. And then I had, and through this, I kept having injuries. I had to rehab. Um, and I definitely felt like my body was a lot more fragile due to what I had gone through. Um, and then I had a failed hip surgery three years ago that really made me understand how my illness as a teenager had affected my nervous system. And as pain and dysfunction spread throughout my whole body, I really came to understand that mind-body connection um, even more. And so the last three years, I've struggled to walk, um, struggled to play with my daughter, um, unable to go down the slide, ride a bike, sit, just chronic pain and dysfunction throughout my whole body, um, which led me on this path of what I'm doing now. And, but I did have one miracle surgery six months ago and um, one in four weeks actually. And, um, but I know that the nervous system is so crucial to understand and our mind-body connection. And even with these surgeries, 
I wouldn't be where I am on the healing process if I didn't truly come to understand how our body, our nervous system, our biology gets programmed in a certain way based on our life experiences, whether that's pain or illness, or that's just living in self-doubt or insecurity or anxiety or fear, it literally becomes our brain's default mode setting. And that's why so many people feel stuck because due to not just themselves, but based on what they've experienced in their life, it has literally wired in the networks of their brain ways of thinking, emotional responses, which then affect our behaviors. And we just keep recreating these same stories over and over again, subconsciously, right? It's not even a part of our awareness. And that's really what I want to do and help people to break free from. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. That that's, I mean, you condensed that story. There was a lot of struggle there. There's a lot of things that you didn't really get into and, and uh, that's fine, but I want to acknowledge you because you had a decision to make when that doctor walked into the room and said, he gave you the nocebo effect, right? And the negative effects of, of what to expect, which could be so powerful. And the average person would accept that as truth and they wouldn't have a daughter. They wouldn't be uh, dancing and, and doing all these amazing things, doing the work that you're doing, but you're not the average person. You, you actually put your, your energy into faith, not fear. And they both demand for you to believe in something you can't see. And you chose faith. And I, and I love that. And you're so right. It doesn't matter what somebody says to us. It doesn't matter what that doctor said to you. What matters is what we think as a result of what they said. And you said, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm going to show this person. I don't know if it was your stubbornness or the way you said your mom brought, raised you, but it oh, worked out for the, yeah, it worked out for the best. And then um, what you said about that somebody be, could be eating the perfect diet, right? I teach the keto diet, how to do it the right way. And I say it all the time too. I could teach you exactly what to eat, how often to exercise, how to fast. But if you don't have the right thoughts that are going into your mind, it's not going to work. And, and Dr. Will Cole has a brilliant line. And he said, you cannot heal a body you hate. Because if you have negative... I say that. <laughs> I love yes. it. Oh my, it's so true. It's so crucial. And that, that's a huge thing. I say that all the time. I love that. I, I love, uh, yeah. So there's so much alignment here. Let's talk more about that. Like wh what, so many people out there, like you said, they're all, they're, they want, they have the best intentions. I want to get healthy. I want to lose weight. But they keep getting one step forward, two steps back because of their mindset. So talk about that. What, what do you see and how are some ways to fix that? Okay. So uh, there's a few different I want to address on this. Number one, we have to shift. And I'm going to go with what you said, that you cannot heal a body you hate. Um, I think most of us, you know, we're through our understanding of coming up, whether um, we don't like how our body looks or we have injuries or in extreme cases like, like myself, where you have chronic pain and chronic illnesses, our body through this process becomes what we perceive as our enemy, right? Um, something that is working against us, something that makes us not feel good, is fighting against our goals. Like it's like this obstacle in our life, right? And in my case, it literally was, right? It was my greatest hardship. And I didn't even touch about what it did to my metabolism, um, which I'm going to share real quick. So you, I get to my point is due to the parasitic infection I had, they ate all my food during that time. And so I got down to like 90 pounds and around five foot five. I looked like a prisoner from a concentration camp because my body was literally not getting any nutrition 
So when I finally was able to get rid of the parasites, my metabolism was so screwed up. My body did not know what to do with food. Um, and when it finally was getting nutrition, my body was like, oh my gosh, we better hold on to all of this. I've been starved for four years and I gained a lot of weight. Um, literally 60 pounds while eating nutritiously, like not changing anything. And because my body just literally was like, I almost died. Finally, we're getting fuel. Let's just keep it. Let's get some reserves, you know, in case this happens again. And my brain was part of that. Like, let's not get taken by surprise again. Right. And so now I had overcome this. I was trying to get back to dance. My body was gaining weight. I didn't recognize my body. It felt like the enemy before and now the enemy still, right? And now food was the enemy, right? Because now I'm eating good, but it's like, what's my body doing? So I had this kind of negative relationship with my body because it just seemed to always be working against me, even though I was doing everything I needed to do, right? And I had this moment um, that I'll go back to where I really felt like hatred for my body really did. I mean, I felt like I needed a new one, you know, like what I had this passion and talent for dance and for life. And I was given this body that wasn't up to par, right? It was, why did I have to keep struggling and then getting injuries? And I remember I had this moment of realizing, having an aha moment of feeling hatred so deeply. And that's not who I am. And realizing that in that moment, I wasn't going to heal if I had hatred for my body. And then realizing that even though my body wasn't perfect, it was the very thing, the only thing keeping me alive. The one thing making my life possible. Like without this body, I'm not here, right? So it really came down to reverence for life first and understanding this is the body I get. This is my body and I am here and it is allowing me to breathe. It is pumping my heart. So no matter where it's at, the alternative's worse. So for everyone, it really has to start with that shift of recognizing the incredible gift of life that your body gives you, right? That starts to develop love for it alone right? Because that perspective is everything and it builds on that foundation. And then that's where I'm like, we aren't enemies. We're a team. Like my, my body is fighting for me to survive, for me to heal. But if I'm putting up roadblocks, I'm hurting my body from being able to facilitate that healing easier and faster. And so even through the illness, the weight gain, all the career injuries. I mean, I've had four surgeries now going to my fifth and then rewiring my metabolism to start working, being patient through that process while my body figured out getting food again, um, while staying consistent with nourishing it and then being in chronic pain, which is a hell I wouldn't work, you know, wish upon anyone truly getting to the point where I, my love for my body, I can feel that even in excruciating pain because I shifted to understanding that this is my greatest gift because it gives me another chance, another day 
it's making my life possible. So if we can do anything else, you have to really recognize that because you and your body have to become like greatest allies. It's not your enemy, no matter if it seems like it. And believe me, <laughs> you know, most of my life, but it's, it's my ally. It's my team member, right? It's fighting for me. So if you can start there, that's the foundation on where to build from. I love that. It's, it's, it's attitude of gratitude, which is the opposite of hatred, which is love and gratitude, which are, I believe, two of the biggest healers that we have. And you're a perfect example of that. You healed your body with changing your thoughts, changing it from being, I hate my body. I hate the fact that I'm dealing with all this to understanding that we are together. And without this body, I would cease to exist. And then you started loving and appreciating everything about your body. And I see your videos on Instagram. I see how grateful you're, you're always expressing gratitude. I'm grateful to just walk. I'm grateful. You were talking about your hair the other day. You're great. So many things. And that attitude is, it's so healing. It's so healing. And I, and I love that you express that with all, all of your words, all of your posts. So how could somebody who's listening to this right now, who has what we talked about, they have a lot of hate for their body. They have a lot of resentment in their life for other people who have done bad things to them. How could they begin to shift their mindset and their thoughts, their daily thoughts away from this hatred and resentfulness to love and gratitude. Okay. So let's go deeper now um, into the mind-body connection. Um, because what we have to understand is our subconscious mind does, and it, the numbers change, but it's somewhere between 95 to 98% of our thinking. Okay? That's subconscious programs. That's not even things that we're aware of, right? But that's who we are. And the older we are, the more that's ingrained in who we are and how we think. So that's why just saying affirmations or I love my body, I love my body, it feels so superficial to people, right? Because it is, because your subconscious mind is like, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. And your hippocampus is a part of the brain that stores all your memories. And so it's going to get involved and be like, well, remember when this happened? Remember all the times you said you hated your body? Remember all the times you said you were fat? You have a horrible metabolism. Remember all the times you said you would never change? You know, remember, remember, remember. And it all just keeps running, right? And so it's literally like something I always say is cutting down the weed, but leaving the root. If we're just approaching it from a conscious level and not accessing that subconscious mind, the root's still there, the root still grows, right? So the very first step in this process is even becoming aware that that is happening, right? So any experience we've had in our life um, and where it started, where was the first time you really started to hate your body? For some people, they were five. Um, for some people, they were 12, whatever it may be, it was from a family member or a loved one or a coach, or it was just, comparing yourself to something that made you now feel like your body was inferior, right? That started the seeds. And what's crazy is how much of what happened when we were younger is really who we are today, subconsciously, right? Which kind of pisses me off <laughs> in a way, but is empowering when we can realize, okay, this is here, but the amazing thing is the brain is plastic, it's malleable, I can change that. So first, if you're aware what is, what is happening? What is my thoughts and responses? Start paying attention. What am I thinking? Let's go from even the beginning of the morning that we, we don't even aware of most of the thoughts we're allowing to just run, right? Like if I said to you, 
man, you're so fat. Like, you're so ugly. Like, you're never going to change. Like, you're not even deserving of change. Like, you would not be my friend, right? I'm a pretty horrible person. <laughs> Yet, we throw out that crap to ourselves, like, a thousand times a day, and we don't even challenge it. And the thing is that we don't even understand really that it's happening. It's why we're brushing our teeth, right? Doing our hair, in the shower. Like what, so you have to even become conscious of what are the thoughts that are running without you even thinking about them, right? And then becoming aware of experiences that trigger you to not just think the thoughts, but then go into the emotions of having no worth, of feeling anxiety or fear or, you know, or self-hate. Like, what are those? Because those triggers, again, will just trigger the default mode in your body, your brain, to just respond the same way, right? And that's why people feel like, I can't ever get over this. Because in effect, you're coming up against your own biology. And our brain is smart. It's smarter than us, right? It's amazing. It's allowing us to sit here and talk and it's doing all these things without us having to consciously do it, right? So the very first step is even becoming aware of the program because most people are literally living their whole life with the subconscious running the program. And that's why the story just keeps repeating. And that's why you get a step forward and two steps back. And people are just like, why can't I change? And then every time that happens, it just reaffirms the story that you can't change, right? And then your brain's like, yep. And I'm just gonna keep you in this safe zone because at least it's something we know. And that's what the brain cares about most, to protect you and ensure your survival. So if you have anxiety or fear about doing something different, about really changing your body, really changing your life, believing that you can, and that feels like a threatening thing to you, your brain's gonna help keep you from doing that because that's not safe, right? That environment where there's other foods, that makes me feel anxious. So we're not gonna go there, A, or B, we're gonna go there and eat the food we don't want to eat because then that feels safe, it feels familiar, right? So there's all these things, because we're all about taking accountability for your actions, and I'm absolutely for that. Like you're in charge of your own life. Like you decide what food goes in your mouth, right? No one's force feeding you food, right? So we have to understand that, but the power comes from also understanding that there's this program that's been running for all of our life that if we don't first become aware of and then change, we're coming up against our own biology and a very smart brain with a memory of everything that has led us up to this moment in our life that's going to want to keep us safe and doesn't really care about anything else. You know? So, yeah. So, so important to understand this. I, uh, seriously, I, I love what you just shared because I've studied it as well. And it, what you just said, it changed my life. I used to be that person. I was obese for most of my life, actually. And I hated my body. I was depressed. I had suicidal thoughts growing up. And then I started to study like Wayne Dyer and Bob Proctor. I understood my paradigm. Now, when my paradigm comes out and it's a negative thought or a negative belief, I look at it like a cloud and I'm like, next. And then I choose a better thought that's going to serve me. But it was the awareness first, like you said, to understand that it's happening. And then number two, taking responsibility and taking action with the thought that's going to serve me. And I work on it every single day. I've been working on it for 10 years. And it's not something that you arrive at. At least I don't believe that. It's something that we continuously work on because we all experience it because what you just said was the brain wants to survive. The body wants to survive. So when you're doing something new, whether it's you're experimenting with a new healthier diet because you were eating bad or you're starting a new business venture 
that's a threat to the body. It's unfamiliar territory. And that's going to result in those thoughts. So understanding that this is happening and that you are safe and that you are okay, and then taking action with something that's going to serve you makes all the difference. And what you said about the subconscious mind, I, yeah, I, I agree. 98% of people out there, they're not thinking. And, and there's a great quote that I got from Bob Proctor. He says, 2% of the world think they actually do think original thoughts. 3% of the population, they think they think. And 95% of the population would rather die than think. Yeah. Okay. So only 2% of people are actually creating original thoughts. The only time the, the average person creates an original thought is when they go through something disastrous. Like, for example, like 9-11. Like nine, if you were a part of 9-11, that'll change your paradigm. But you don't have to go through something disastrous. You could work on it like Ashley's talking about. So I love that. Um, and I want to move on from this topic, but it was such a great share. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. You, you said something, I, I was watching one of your stories the other day and you were talking about, I guess somebody asked you about how many calories were in like those, um, something you posted about a cookie, a healthy cookie. And you were like, I don't give a crap. Like I, I love, I loved it. I was like, yes, Ashley, I wear shirts that say stop counting calories. Yeah, it's fantastic. So talk about that. Why is counting calories such a distraction? Okay. First it's like, it's so old. It's outdated information, right? It's, it's literally before we even understood the body and biology and food as functional medicine. And it was just like, okay, yeah, it is true. Law of thermodynamics is true. If you eat excessive amounts of calories day after day, and you're not using those calories, like the body's going to gain weight. So, okay, but that's baseline. But what we now understand is again, that's such outdated information. What we eat matters so much more its effect on how we burn fat how we you know gain muscle how we have more inflammation in the body or less like so many people are just inflamed you know and the body feels threatened all the time so again it doesn't feel safe burning fat right because that's again a change so when we're not feeding our body good food then that's what happens also as a result. So calories, what is such a huge thing, and especially I'm a woman, so it's been extra about like these low calories that are like, I'm like, how are people functioning first? And I grew up as a dancer, of course, and I was in the professional world. So I grew up a lot around a lot of eating disorders. Um, and calories was always like the main thing. Like, are you eating too much, right? And so people were going on these crazy diets where they're like eating a fake cookie, you know, for breakfast and lunch or a shake and then one meal a day of real food or like even let's go calories with points. Oh, I ate a brownie. So the rest of the day, I, I can't really eat anything, but hey, I'm in my calorie allotment, right? You're literally starving the body while simultaneously putting poison and crap in it, right? Um, and you're not understanding that the body will run for you and is supposed to and designed to with the right fuel. So calories keeps people a slave. And I feel like it keeps them from eating the right things, right? Um, healthy fat, let's go into that. I mean, let's not talk about the calories around healthy fat, right? Because right. um, that's scary. You know, you can eat an avocado and what, that has how many calories, you know? Where, wait, no, how nutritious is this? Wait, your body needs healthy fat to let go of bad fat. Your cells need it. Um, calories just keeps people from really understanding that this is about fueling your body with the food it needs to serve your life. 
right? And it's, it's, it drives me crazy. And what I've found is a lot of people who now get on a calorie-restricted diet and they start taking these protein bars or drinks that are low in sugar because they're full of artificial crap, they're now eating worse essentially than they did before, right? Because now they're eating fake food for the sake of your calorie allotment. And that's my biggest pet peeve. And that's kind of what I shared in my story is people are like, oh, this is low sugar. And I'm like, yeah, but because it's full of crap. And here's like the moment, guys, food has calories. If it doesn't have calories, it's not food, right? Like even broccoli has calories, like asparagus. It's very minimal, but it has calories because it's food. Right. So the crazy thing, and if you even just look at history, as soon as we adopted the low fat diet, we just got fatter. Right. <laughs> and what I want to encourage people to, to understand is that a lot of the metabolic changes we feel as we get older, right. Or like my, Oh, and we just want to blame our metabolisms. It's due to the dieting. It's due to the chronic dieting and your body feels threatened all the time. And so that's why I say it holds on to your food because high calorie day. So I got to have a super low calorie day, right? And you're doing this all the time. Your body's like, what is going on? You're starving me, feeding me. And that's where I'm like, you guys, I've consistently just fed my body for like the last 12 years. And even what's why so many women have asked me is, I went from obviously a very hyperactive lifestyle during my professional career. Plus I'm a personal trainer and fitness is a huge part of me. And then I went to totally inactivity, like after the failed hip surgery, not just, I mean, I, I couldn't walk. I couldn't ride a bike. Like I'm barely burning calories from an exercise standpoint, let alone a daily living, right? I'm sedentary and I really did not change my eating, but my body was able to stay. I mean, I lost muscle because I wasn't lifting weights and things, but that's the power of feeding your body consistently over time. You just have to be patient with the process. And I think that's why those low calorie diets still exist because you see success relatively fast, right? Because you're losing muscle, you're losing water, but then it just comes back and more because now you've just damaged your metabolism more. Right? But people want that quick fix still. And that's just, it's not how it works. Like bottom line, it's just not, right? But if you're slow and steady, that's when you have long-term where you never count calories again, where you never diet again, right? Amen. So, yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm like, yes, keep going. I, I agree with you. It's just, it's a huge distraction to what really matters. And what matters is the, the hormones, the metabolism. Somebody will get more results practicing daily gratitude than cutting their calories. They're going to get longevity with gratitude. They're going to get healing hormones and neuro, neurochemicals and endorphins with practicing gratitude, but they're going to get frustration with counting calories. And the thing about counting calories is that it's very deceptive because it's going to work short term. You're going to get an initial weight loss and then the metabolism will shut down or slow down and then you'll gain the weight back. And all of a sudden your hormones are not communicating and you're wondering, oh, do I have to cut my calories more and, and exercise more, which a nutritionist will probably say to do that. And it's just, it's backwards. So I love that you talk about that. It is so important. And let's, uh, let's move on from the calorie stuff because I talk about it a lot as well. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about 
the work that you're doing right now. You have a few programs out there to teach the to teach people how to kind of reprogram their thoughts. So yeah. what are some of the things that you do? And then talk about your programs. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I said, the last three years really led me to really studying the brain because I could feel innately that something had rewired in my body. Like even though I was always a fighter and never gave up and thought positively, the effect of the trauma of my illness and then the injuries and then the failed surgery and the pain, it had gotten wired in my nervous system. And um, that really led me to studying it, which led me to developing my coaching programs. Um, I have two because they're different, but they're the same. Um, so I have one that is focused more on people who have had chronic pain and illness and one just for people who struggle with anxiety, depression, self-doubt, hatred for their bodies, um, whatever that may be. Cause it's the same. The programming has settled into our nervous system. So through my own trial of error of experiencing it in my body, meaning like because of it had been wired my body to be so hyperactive and hypersensitive to stimuluses. If somebody like bumped my shoulder, my body would react like a truck hit me, right? Because we're not safe. And the, whatever we experience over and over again becomes the easiest thing for our body to repeat whether that's thoughts or emotions or pain or illness, right? So we have to think of that. What have we repeatedly experienced all of our life, right? That's now part of our default mode setting in our biology and in our brain. So with the people with chronic pain and illness, it's, it's rewiring that, right? But along with the all emotional stuff, because people can't have chronic pain and illness without struggling with depression and anxiety and fear. I mean, they're the same, right? Or it's people who have lived their whole life in anxiety or fear. And then what are the experiences in our life that continue to get that default mode setting to react that way, right? So what's so important to understand is because we live in this world of hacking everything, right? Um, and to me, this is huge tools. Neuroscience is relatively this new, really discovery that we're more and more figuring out, right? But you, the brain again is so smart. You have to have a process. And that's really what I do with my clients. We have these tools, but you have to first become conscious, be able to access the subconscious brain, make it feel safe to let go of what it needs to let go. So then it's able to rewire to something new. Right, so there's, there's a whole process we go through. It's an eight week process um, and it's really amazing that once the brain feels safe to do that, things that, I had a client recently who's been in counseling her whole adult life and um, she actually heard me speak in California and then did my program because she's like, this is what I've been missing, right? She's like, I can consciously know I shouldn't be feeling anxiety right now. I shouldn't be you know, feeling these things, but yet I do. Then it's like, what's wrong with me? I'm broken, I'm damaged. But it's, it's again, cutting the weed and not pulling the root. So learning how to access her subconscious mind, she had first a trigger that was back from when she was five years old that she didn't even remember. That was kind of that root, that her brain was now feeling safe to be like, I can let go of this, you know? And already two weeks into the program, the same stimulus as that would make her have an anxiety attack, she was already not experiencing, right? Because she's becoming so conscious and aware and then all the tools and the step-by-step -step process that the 
brain now can be safe and feel okay with something new and different. And we can really change because I'm all about, you can have tools and things to be reactive. Like, and that's what I feel a lot of this self-awareness is right now. Like I'm feeling anxiety right now. So I'm just going to meditate or I'm feeling this and I'm, and that's all help. I'm just going to say an affirmation and all that is helpful. But again, we're not getting the root, right? Because I want people to truly become proactive to where they don't get triggered to anxiety and fear as much. They don't get triggered their physical symptoms as much um, so that we truly are changing and progressing and not just getting tools, but actually living a different life. Like my clients be like, I left a situation and I didn't even have the same responses. Like it wasn't that I was trying to not, I didn't even respond that way in an authentic way without having to think about it because now they've really changed the program, which is amazing because so many people just live their whole life by the program. And I just think there's so many more people trying, needing to break free, to live the life they feel deep inside is why they're here but they have all of these blocks and it's so much of this majority of this is this subconscious programming that we've got to let go rewire so people can literally be free and live their life, live in their light and change their life. You know, so that's, and it's been amazing. And it, what's amazing is I want to say this is you said that I'm not normal and I do, I do recognize I came to this earth very stubborn and determined, but what's the amazing thing about the brain is that the mechanics of the brain are the same for all of us. And I'm not talking about intelligence. I'm talking about with how the brain operates. So I think so many people feel like, oh, well, look at you. I, I can never do that. Right. The amazing thing with working with my clients is that it doesn't matter their intelligence level, their talent, skill level, age, their life experiences, if, if they've had some incredible trauma or just have been living in this self-doubt their whole life. The, once you understand the mechanics of the brain and we work with it, the results are the same. Like that's what's amazing because I think so many people just feel like change is impossible because they're not built like that person. Right. But when you really understand the brain, the mechanics are the same for all of us. And that's empowering. Right. And then then from there, you can build habits of thought and habits of actions and emotions and feed your faith instead of your fear, you know, and feed hope instead of anxiety. But the mechanics are universal. So that's so cool. And when people can understand that. Just that alone makes them feel like oh my gosh, I can do this. Because like my brain is Einstein's brain. My brain is, you know, the mechanics of it are the same. This doesn't require this high IQ or a super artistic brain or super athletic ability. Like it doesn't. It's just the mechanics of understanding how the brain works. You're absolutely right. The, the brain is amazing. The human body is spectacular. And every single human being is a masterpiece, like you said they are capable of doing what you just described. And the thing, the work that you're doing with your clients, it's very important. And I love it because it took me about 10 years to figure this out on my own. Not, not that I figured it out, but what I mean is I'm, I've gotten really good at becoming aware of my thoughts and observing them. And I, I feel like I'm unmessable with in a sense, but it took me about 10 years, right? So what you have is a shortcut. I mean, within eight weeks, they could get a really good grasp of this. And if I had that 10 years ago, I mean, 
I would be uh, ahead of the curve. So I love what you're doing. I think it's, it's fantastic. And this conversation, it's very important to have a conversation like this because, yeah, there's episodes on my podcast on, okay, here's what you got to bring, bring your macros to this level and you could practice this format of fasting and do this work, these workouts. But if you don't have it going on in here, it's just not going to work out there because the truth of the matter is that there's nothing external of us that's going to help us or hurt us is what's on the inside that counts. So we got to develop the foundation. You teach them how to, you teach the world how to develop this foundation. And it's so important. So I acknowledge you for your work. I love what you're doing. And I have uh, a few more questions for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is your definition of perfect health? Ooh. Cool. I've been looking for that my whole life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, goodness, that's a good one. Perfect health. I mean, I, there is no perfect, right? But if I were to say that, I would say first, I have a good relationship with my body. I love my body. And from there, that's how I treat my body. So it's how I talk to my body. It's how I think about my body. And it's how I treat it with exercise and the fuel that I give it. Because if I'm doing that, then I'm moving my body forward, right? It doesn't mean that it's still an imperfect body. It's still mortal. So things are going to happen to each of us, no matter what we do, right? So that attainment of perfect health is never going to get quite grasped. But if every day I know I'm doing everything on my part to take care of this vessel that gives me life, then I know I'm always on the journey towards perfect health. Beautiful. I love it. What, what are you most excited about right now? Oh my gosh. Surgery in four weeks. Um, (laughs) I'm super, I, it's twofold, but yeah, surgery, but I'm super inspired every day by the changes I'm seeing in my clients. And it makes me very grateful, um, for the path that my life went on. And so I could show up in this way and and I'm really grateful to, um, and I didn't mention it, but I'm also launching this food freedom revolution course. That's all about this with food, not, um, and rewiring our relationship with food and our brain's relationship with food and our body. So people can really address that aspect while getting all the other tools, right? Of what is healthy fat? What is a macro? What is balancing my hormones with food, right? But then healing that aspect too, so that they're cohesive to really make a change. Um, like I said, it requires both. So I'm just, I'm really excited. I feel like I'm at the moment of, in a way I've been in a, a little box for a long time uh, with all my health struggles, but within that box, I created this library of information I was building. And with this next surgery and just being, I know I'm at the point of all of these walls coming down and all the years of building this library are now ready to just fly. Hey, I want to interrupt this episode real quick to let you know that I am here drinking my delicious Purity Coffee. It is the world's healthiest keto coffee beans. They are have the highest antioxidants. They are mold-free. They tested these keto coffee beans from Purity Coffee against the top 40 brands out there and keto Purity Coffee won hands down, not just with quality, but also taste. And I partnered with Purity Coffee to get an affiliate link for Keto Campers. If you head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com, 
put Keto Camp at checkout, you'll get 10% off of your coffee beans. I get mine delivered to me every single month on auto ship so I don't have to think about it. In fact, I have it right here in front of me, a delicious warm cup of this delicious coffee with MCT oil and some grass-fed ghee. Oh my gosh, that is a powerful fatty coffee to power you through the day so you don't have to rely on unhealthy keto meals. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com and put Keto Camp at checkout and get your bag of beans delivered to your door. All right, let's get back to this episode. Awesome, I love it. Great description. So this surgery, what, what's the, is it for your hip? It's actually for, as a byproduct of what happened with my hip, because my spine curved to the left, is my left hip, and I've had this horrific thoracic cervical spine, left shoulder, mystery pain for three years. Haven't been able to do anything upper body related, um, and it's actually on my scapula. There's only a few surgeons in the world that actually address it, and I found one finally. I'd love to be unique. Um, that's the word <laughs> instead of damage or um, as some doctors want. And just on that note, I was also told three years ago that I was just a chronic pain patient now. And I needed to accept this and was sent to a pain clinic. And a doctor even uttered the words to me that it's only downhill from here, literally uttered those words. And so I was just talking to someone the other day, I said, after this next surgery, and when I'm I'm going to go visit him again. <laughs> Listen, this isn't for me, but this is everybody else who comes through your doors that isn't like me. And you're the expert. And you, I'm not saying you can't lead out what is it before someone and say, okay, this is tough. This is what's happening. But don't you dare put definitives on people's lives because that is removing the human capacity, the human body, the human soul, heart, and mind to overcome all all no limits but as soon as we think we have them we do and i'm not saying it happens overnight my life has been a long haul but again i wouldn't be here today there's no doubt if i had just accepted from an expert his limits those are his they're not mine but too often we take other people's limited vision and we make it our own so you got to get real up with yourself i say this a lot you got to get in the mirror and you got to have a blunt self-talk with yourself and you decide what your limits are and then you freaking go to work every day to make them happen because there are none if we just keep going amen to that you're so right and you should go back to that doctor because he could help a future patient of his and many patients because yeah how dare he he's essentially uh, and many doctors out there are doing this they're playing god they're playing they're expressing their self-limiting beliefs. And that, that's, not, that's not right. It happens with diabetes. It happens with cancer. It happens with so many things. So I love your message. It's so powerful. It, it's, it's so powerful. Go back to that doctor and you share yeah. that with him. Yes. I just realized something that I didn't even mention because I'm just launching it. That's why. And it's been like hush, hush. But I'm launching a podcast. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited. Um, it's Body Freedom Radio. Yes. It's all about this body is our home. So we need to have love and freedom in it from a mental aspect, an emotional aspect, and a physical aspect. So I'm going to address it all in there. Body Freedom Radio. I'm, I'm so excited um, to just be able to put it all in one place, right? Um, yeah, that's exciting. I think that's a great avenue for you. That It's much needed in this world. When, when do you expect to launch it? Um, well, I've already started recording, so it's going to be, it's going to be going live beginning of this year. 
So awesome. So by the time this episode is out, it's going to be live. So uh, Body Freedom Radio. Yes. Cool. Body Freedom Radio. I'm I'm really really excited. Congratulations! I'm excited for the world to receive it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, inspired by so many people, yourself included. Thank you. Thank you. I received that with open arms. So what, what, uh, what's one book you could recommend uh, that really made an impact for you as you were doing your research? Oh, man. This is a, ooh, there's so many. Uh, I would say really dive into anything Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. And he's becoming more of a widely known name, um, but which he deserves and should. And he's got several books out. Um, He's, he's one of the key people I learned a lot from. Um, he just, he understands this so well. There's so many other great people, but Dr. Joe Dispenza is a really great place to start, to truly start understanding your mind. Yes. On your I just knew you were influenced by him just by the way you speak. It's very aligned with what he teaches. And yeah, I agree. He's amazing. I, I do his meditations every single morning right here on this desk. And it, it helps put me in that state to start my day. So yes, great, great recommendation. Where can my listeners and viewers find out more about your programs, your information, just all the things you got going on? Yeah, so my website is my name, ashleydlello.com. My name is not easy to spell. Right? It's not. I, I, was, I was like, wait, wait, I got to go back to our Instagram. <laughs> English spelling. So A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, Dilello, my husband's Italian, D-I-L-E-L-L-O, ashleydlello.com. That's my name on Instagram, Ashley Dilello on Facebook. Um, you can find me on Twitter, all of those places. My name, Ashley Dilello. Come say hi. Please connect with me. Um, we're just all here to serve each other, right? Yeah, we are. Go go subscribe to or, or follow her on Instagram. I, I love your Instagram and uh, go check out her work. Um, any final words that you want to leave for the keto campers, my audience? Yes. Um, first of all, I want to give you kudos for wanting to better your health, right? I, I think there's always sometimes criticism with whatever camps or whatever. And it's like people are wanting to better their health and that should be applauded. I want to tell you to not give up and to keep going and to believe and feed that belief with how you think, the emotions you dwell in, and the food you feed your body every day. Because you have to feed it in all those aspects. And that this life is the greatest gift. And so cherish it by taking care of the vessel that allows you to be here. That's beautiful. Thank, thank you so much for, for sharing. I really enjoyed the conversation. And I want to acknowledge you for being a free thinker, being somebody who just stands her ground, your powerhouse in this world, and you're doing great work. And I look forward to the future courses you're going to create, the millions of people you're going to impact, the podcast, and just all the things that you're doing. I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful that we connected in Newport Beach. I saw you speak, and I'm like, I need to talk to Ashley. You are amazing, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Your energy is amazing, so I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that with Ashley. Please visit her website. I'm going to put all the notes, all the resources of this podcast episode in the notes section. We have Rachel puts it together for you. So go check out the notes of this podcast. Go check out her work. She's actually giving you a free guide here. She actually put together a free mind-body blueprint for you 
so you could disrupt that negative thought loop we talked about. Calm your body, calm your emotions, take control over your thoughts and get out of this survival mode. So you could head over to the link we're going to put in the podcast notes to get the blueprint for free and you could start getting out of your own way so you could start healing and getting the results you want in life. So check out that in the notes of this podcast. Go check out Ashley. Shoot her, shoot us both a tag on Instagram. Let us know you listen to this. I'll see it. I'll share it. She'll see it as well. Again, my Instagram handle is at TheBenazadi. Hers is at AshleyTheLillo. If you got any value from this episode or from this show, please leave it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes. Share it with a friend. Share it with somebody you know dealing with self-limiting beliefs, dealing with chronic pain, dealing with emotional trauma. This is the episode that can make the difference for them. And please share it with them. I want to thank you so much, Keto Campers, for listening to this entire episode with Ashley. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.